Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Tasty Tidbits Podcast. Get ready to receive rich, well-seasoned, and tasteful tidbits to transform your life. Each week, Dr. Tiffany comes to you with inspirational encouragement and thought-provoking interviews to help you revolutionize your walk with God. Are you hungry for more of His presence? Then get ready. And now, your host, pastor, author, and motivational speaker, Dr. Tiffany Watkins. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome again to Tasty Tidbits. I am your host, Dr. Tiffany Watkins. I am so glad you decided to tune in today and listen to our podcast today. I'm excited about our podcast today because we have an awesome speaker that will be joining us today, and his name is Rich Lewis, and he's going to talk to us today about uh, centering prayer from his new book that he has out, and I'm so excited to learn more about it, and I know that you will enjoy his book as he talks about about it and would want to go out and purchase it. So we're going to welcome him today. But first of all, I want to begin to read a little bit about him. Uh, Rich Lewis is an author. He's a speaker and a coach who focuses on centering prayer as a means of inner transformation. He teaches centering prayer in both his local and virtual communities and offers one-to-one coaching. Rich's new book titled Sitting with God, A Journey to Your True Self, Centering Prayer. He published it, a weekly meditation, books, reviews, and interviews on the site, Silence Teaches. He has published articles for several organizations, including Contemplative Light, Abbey of the Arts, Contemplative Outreach, In Search of New Eden, The Ordinary Mystic of Pathios, and The Contemplative Writer. And Rich has been a daily practitioner of Centering Prayer since June 1st, 2014. So Rich, hello. Thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thanks a lot for having me on. I really appreciate it. Thank you. So uh, we just want to thank you for being a part of the show. Would you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Sure. So I, I have a, uh, a site called Silence Teaches. The site itself was created about four years ago, and, and it's devoted to centering prayer, which we'll talk about on this podcast so people understand what it is. And then I, I came across centering prayer, or I'll say centering prayer found me in late 2013, when I was simply looking for a book to read on Amazon. And I found a book called Healing the Divide, Recovering Christianity's Mystic Roots by an author by the name of Amos Smith. And as I started reading this book, he talked about a a silent prayer practice called centering prayer that he had been doing for about 15 years. So I was immediately interested because I'd always been attracted to silence. I just didn't know what to do in the silence. And I had heard that just sitting with God is, is powerful and transforming. Mm -hmm. So I began practicing centering prayer in June of 2014 on a, I guess a very uh, serious basis or, or as a, as a daily habit that was important to me. So, so that's a little bit about me. I found Centering Prayer in 2013, began practicing it in June of 2014, and then began seriously sharing Centering Prayer you know, in the community via my website at least four years ago, it might even be five years ago at this point. Wow. And, I'm, you know, I'm interested in knowing a, a little bit more about Centering Prayer. And I, just from even the title, you know, it's talking about 
to me and and just going through the book of just really really focusing in on God and and your relationship with him so being able to be still in God's presence and you know is important to knowing and hearing him so really um other reasons of why you uh wrote sitting with God a journey to your true self and centering prayer Sure. I wrote it, uh, one, really just to share what it is with people um, and make it really a non-academic, easy-to-read book. <laughs> and two, I, wanted, I wrote it just to share how, uh, how it has healed and transformed me and, and just be vulnerable and share you know, my own experiences in the book so that people could read it and see if it's a practice, one that they could resonate with and try, and then also then as they do it, see how it might also heal and transform them as I shared in my book as well. Right, right. So in your book, you talk about discovering your true self. Um, who is your true self? You know, the listeners might be wanting to know, you know, who is your true self? Sure. Your, your true self really is the person God wants you to be, um, not who maybe you think you need to be or want to be or what, what the, the world could tell you or your, the corporate world could tell you, your place mm -hmm. of, of your, where you work, your local community, your family, your <laughs> friends. Uh, everyone sometimes has a voice in who they think you should be. And in and, and a practice like Centering Prayer, and we'll talk about it, helps you kind of let go of all of these other voices that might be coming at you and, and let you listen to God telling you, who does God want you to be and what, you know, on a daily basis and what actions does God want you to take? And anything about your true self is it's, it's a journey. It's not an end point. It's kind of a continuous journey. So a practice like centering prayer can help you connect to the person God wants you to be. And then you can kind of live from that person on a daily basis. You know, Rich, and that's so important because I think, you know, even as a child, when we grow up, you know, we have, you know, what our parents tell us we should be, you know, what the pastor may tell you, you know, what you should be or your friends, like you said, or your co-workers. And so we find ourselves trying to live and please, you know, everyone else. But, you know, being able to find your authentic and true self is so important. I talk with the young people all the time and I let them know you have to know who God has called you to be and getting back to who you are. And so uh, it's so important that we understand who we are, because we don't want to get to the point of where um, we've done what we said, the work of God, but he'll say, you know, um, this is what I didn't really call you to do. I called you to be you and your authentic self, but we, you know, you were so busy living out somebody else's life. And so we don't want to be able to have that testimony that we were living someone else's life. So it's very important that we do um, understand who we are and who we are in God and finding out who ourself is. So you talk about centering prayer um, in your book, but would you explain to the listeners what centering prayer is? Sure. And I can do two things. One, I'll give a brief history of it, and then, and then I'll talk about the, the guidelines, which really is the steps and how, how you do centering prayer. So centering prayer was created in the early 1970s by three Trappist monks, so actually three Catholic priests. At that time, they saw other forms of meditation happening, um, and they wanted something for the Christian community. So one, one of the priests, Father William Menager, was reading a, a 14th century book called The Cloud of Unknowing. And as he read it, I guess jumping out of the pages was kind of a method of silent prayer that, that he discovered. Um, and then the other two uh, Trappist monks um, kind of they refined the process and began teaching it. 
um, to other priests and clergy, and then they really began rolling it out to the public. And then about 10 years after that, uh, Thomas Keating uh, created what was called the Contemplative Outreach Organization, which is really the main centering prayer organization. So they have a nice website called contemplativeoutreach.org. And you can mm-hmm. see a ton of centering prayer resources. And if you want to practice with other people, there's generally there's groups in, in all the different states in the U.S., and then also internationally. So you can almost go on that site and find a group practicing you know, close to you. Nowadays, obviously, you, you don't even have to be close to anyone. You can you could probably join them via Zoom, which many of them are doing <laughs> right, right now. Right. So that's a brief history of it. So it's been around for about 50 years. And then how you do the practice is you sit comfortably with your eyes closed. And then to begin your centering prayer sit, you introduce interiorly kind of a one or two syllable word could be love, God, Jesus, ocean, a color. And that signifies your opening to the presence and actions of God within. And then whenever you begin engaging your thoughts, and what I mean by that is when you begin thinking about all the things you were doing before your sit, or you think about what you're going to do after your sit, you realize you're no longer sitting with God. You're sitting with yourself and your thoughts and, and, <laughs> yes. and your emotions and your, your and your, yes. or your planning and thinking about what I'm going to do later in the day. So you reintroduce that word interiorly to let go of all your planning and, and plotting to come back to God and the purpose of your sets. So, so it's not used as a mantra. And there are mantra practices where you're saying something repetitively. Mm-hmm. In this case, you just use it when needed just to bring yourself back to God and the purpose of your sit of just sitting with God. So that's a quick, quick, I guess, history. <laughs> and then as well as the guidelines of centering prayer and how, you know, how you do it. Well, you know, um, as you were talking, Rich, I was just thinking, you know, so many times, like you said, we have so many, um, cares of the world or things, business that we have to take care of. And when you do um, get ready to sit down and, and just try to focus on God and, and center on God, you do. You have millions of things that are going through your mind. Did I pay this bill? Did I, you know, take those kids? To, um, when I took the kids to school, did I make sure that I had packed their lunch right? Or, you know, whatever it may be. And those things, all of those things that are going around in your mind. And so sometimes you could be in prayer uh, for, you know, for about 30 minutes and you're still trying to get to the place where you can just, you know, focus all of your attention on God. And so I know this book will help a lot of the listeners today um, just to be able to quiet uh, their spirit down and to be able to focus in order to be one with him without the distractions. Right. No, I, I would definitely agree. And one other thing I'll say, you know, I had mentioned that sacred word you can, you can use, I actually use an image. So if for those people that are more auditory people, they might use a word. I quickly discovered I'm really more of a visual person. So I use an interior image to bring myself back. Some people are more physical people. Mm -hmm. So they use their breath. And then some people are just worried they're going to fall asleep while they do this. So they, instead of closing their eyes, they open their (laughs) eyes and then they stare at a spot five or six feet on on the floor. So you can use, instead of calling it a sacred word, you can kind of choose your sacred method to keep bringing you back to the purpose of your sit of just coming back to the present moment and sitting with God and seeing what happens and not sitting with yourself and your, your thoughts and your planning. 
And that's good, you know, and I was also thinking about that too, um, because if you're, if, if you're a listener online and you're a seer, uh, you would probably want to be able to image that picture um, before, you, like you said, the ocean or uh, different things, because I took this um, prophetic class and we were learning on how to see God, where he is and what he's doing. And a lot of times we are trained to uh, actually uh, just close your eyes and what is the first picture that comes to mind that you see. And when you see that, what is God saying about that? So it actually gets you to a place of where, like you said, you could sit in and hone in and be able to focus on God. So um, centering prayer is so important because it gets you in tune with the father and it gets all of those distractions away. Uh, And so I I, want to just ask, uh, how has it impacted your life just by um, doing some of the steps of centering prayer? Sure. So when I think about myself pre-centering prayer, so pre, you know, late 2013, early, early 2014, and now, you know, I'm a much different person, and it's it's um, it's really God healing and transforming me. So it's it's I, I'm a more confident person in myself, in my daily tasks, at my at my work, and, and the things I need to do. I seem to be more excited to live life. Not that I didn't enjoy life before, but I think I have more of an excitement for life. <laughs> I'm, I'm more present. Because that's what centering prayer helps you do is you let go of thoughts and emotions. So you, you, you learn to be more present for the moment mm-hmm. and what it requires, whether that means you need to just listen to someone or whether it means a task you need to focus on and all the other things you need to let go of. So I'm more present, more confident. I seem to get wisdom for tasks sometimes just pop in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, not just to get out of my comfort zone and just try and do new things that that God wants me to do rather than remaining in in my comfort zone and not challenging myself. So those are some of the fruits I've definitely noticed in my life from practicing centering prayer. And, you know, it's, it's really God gracing me with them. It's, it's not me. It's just me sitting with God and and, Mm -hmm. and trusting God. Yes. Yes. Well, you know, Rich, I'm excited to um, learn how to begin Centering Prayer. So after the commercial break, we're going to um, let you talk to the listeners about how um, to begin a Centering Prayer practice. So we will get back with you listeners after this break. Did you know that prayer affirmations could change your life? Speaking God's word over your life is a tested and proven method to manifest God's will for you. Dr. Tiffany Watkins has created a prayer affirmation book for women and men that combines prayer, meditation, and affirmations to help you achieve your goals and draw you closer to God. In this eye-opening book, you will be able to pray healing affirmations prayers, angelic visitation prayers, wealth affirmation prayers, wisdom affirmation prayers, and so much more. Biblical Prayer Affirmations for the Supernatural is a short but powerful read. It will allow you to set the right atmosphere for supernatural breakthroughs to occur. So get ready to pave the way for God's intervention by declaring these prayers over your life. Don't wait. Get your copy on Amazon today. 
Hello, everyone, and we are back and we are here talking with Rich about centering prayer. And before the commercial break, uh, we were talking, he was just giving us some examples about how centering prayer had worked for him. But not only will it work for him, it will also work for us. And I want, I'm just so excited and interested in knowing about uh, how do you begin centering prayer? So Rich, if you would just give us a little information on how we would begin um, a centering prayer practice. Sure. Um, and, and what I recommend for people that they want to start, because it's, it's, it's really a habit and you have to just start and, and begin doing it and realize it's, it's important and you want to do it and you want to spend this time with God. So even if sometimes you don't want to do it, that's just a thought. So just like the practices you can let go of that thought and, and sit with God anyhow. <laughs> so, but, <laughs> but what I recommend is make it the first thing you do as you begin your day. So so whatever day that is, Monday through you know Sunday, and whether you're working or not working, make it the first thing you do to begin your day and start with baby steps. So if it's the first time and, and the idea of sitting in silence for 10, 15, 20 minutes seems daunting, don't, don't start there. Start with one, two, you know, one to five minutes and just do your first centering prayer sit, even if it has to just be one minute and, and just make it a daily habit to to be the first thing you do Mm -hmm. and then over time increase the time because I think many people will be surprised that five minutes really isn't that long so like I often go into church groups and and I teach centering prayer and as part of the overview we do together do a five minute sit and most people's reaction is this really wasn't that bad five minutes was not an eternity and didn't feel you know it didn't feel like forever right and so but I would just say do it first thing in the morning and start with one to five minutes and then gradually increase the time if you can to 10 minutes 15 minutes or 20 minutes and then when you're when you have that going and you you have a nice established practice going then I encourage people to add a second sit. I, I do two sits. I do one in the morning for 20 minutes as much as possible. And then I always do a second sit um, before lunch. So when you've completed your first sit and you're very comfortable with it, add a second sit, but then take the same baby steps if you need to, one to five minutes and slowly increase the time. And then before you know it, you'll have a wonderful practice of twice a day for 10 to 20 minutes each sit. Great. And then, you know, that's what I was going to ask you. How often should you um, practice centering prayer? And you said um, up to twice a day, you can get up to twice a day. But one thing I also saw uh, in your book that is important to understand that this is not to replace your regular prayer. Is that correct? Right, right. And I'm glad you're saying that. This this is just another way to pray. I, I, please don't give up your other forms of prayer. This is just another way that can complement any other existing ways you have of praying and just enrich, you know, your life, your spiritual life and enrich your, your time with God. So, and it's not the only way I pray. I I pray verbally as well. So, So yes, I'm glad you asked that question. Yeah, because I was wondering, you know, <laughs> thinking about some of the listeners, oh, I can pray for five minutes and be done. No, this is just <laughs> like a free course, <laughs> you know, to get you into that deeper relationship with the Lord, you know, and, and, and then that deeper relationship with God. It just helps you to, you know, get rid of all the outside voices in order to focus on him 
um, and to get with him and to be centered with him. Is that correct, Rich? <laughs> yes, yes. And, then, and also just coming back to your question about how often should you practice centering prayer? The reason why it is nice to practice it twice is in the morning, it, it sets you up, prepares you for the day. It's just you and God sitting together, then you and God getting up and, and walking together. And then I'd like to take a second sit because sometimes I just need that. I need that second sit. Work mm -hmm. might be very busy and I need that time to decompress, reconnect with God and finish the second half of the day, hopefully as strong as, as the first half of the day. So a lot of times the a second sit just really helps you reconnect to God, reconnect to life and, and helps you finish the second half of the day. But and what I like to tell people is just kind of put your sits where they belong. So when I first started practicing, my sits were in the morning and then after dinner. And then I realized the after dinner one did make sense and it was taking time away from my kids. So mm -hmm. I moved the second sit up to before lunch um, because they were at school anyhow and it wasn't really impacting them. So just put your sits, you know, where they best belong and then it's okay to be flexible. So as life changes, change when you do your sits. So, so you're practicing when it really makes the most sense and is most needed for you. Yes. And, and I love that because actually, and it just keeps you connected with God, you know, all day um, and keep him first and keep, you know, your mind on him. And that's a one, a, one of the great ways to be able to do that. And, and it's like acknowledging him in all of your ways and he will direct your path. So that doing the centering prayer will actually get you to the place of where you're constantly um, communing with him uh, on um, throughout the day. So I really love that. Now, in your book, you mentioned uh, that when you go into centering prayer, that we are to go in with no ulterior motives. You say our love for God should be our only motivation. When I read that, I love that statement. Um, could you elaborate on that a little bit more? Sure, um, because really, we're just trusting God. If, if we we've, if we come to our sits and we're and we come like he's a genie in the sky, granting our wishes, <laughs> it, that's. I think you'll find the best way to come to God is to trust God and let God reveal to us what we should be doing. So at least that's what I found with my centering prayer sits, because I let go of me and all my thoughts and I let God act in me. I think of it as a reverse prayer. God is praying in me the things mm -hmm. God wants me to do, whether it's just to be calm and, and peaceful or whether it's inner wisdom for tasks or whether it's nudges to get out of my comfort zone. So, so yes, I, I come to my centering prayer sit simply because I love God and I trust God and I want God to reveal to me uh, the, my true self and the person God wants me to be, not the person rich wants to be because it's sometimes that's, that'll conflict with God. And, and, mm -hmm. and I won't, then I start listening to me instead of listening, listening to God. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yes, a lot of times. And I share with people all the time. I said, you know, God is not a Santa Claus, you know, <laughs> that where we just, you know, put down the man's wishes that I, I desire this. I want this. I like this. I want this. But no, it's just a time to really get to know Christ, to know God and know who he is and just um, like let him, I say, love on you and speak to you and um, just commune with him. And just saying, I want to hear what you have to say for my life, what I have to accomplish, what I have to, you know, um, whatever it is that my purpose is. Uh, and so not just coming with demands, but just coming to hear from God. 
And so that I, I, that was one of my favorite things that you said, because that is so true. A lot of times we go in um, with demands and, and, and commands, but never just going in to hear what he has to say about us. So that that was an awesome, awesome statement. Awesome statement. So in your book, you also mentioned how centering prayer helped you uh, deal with anxiety. And my goodness, in the world today, we um, with COVID-19 that is going on right now um, and and we're losing our loved ones and just all of the things that are going on in the world today. I was reading some research about how uh, depression and anxiety and all of those things have increased among the world today. And so for the listeners, would you pray for the listeners today who may be uh, suffering with anxiety? Because um, I remember in the book that you were even talking about how, you know, just centering prayer will help you to deal with that anxiety. Sure, sure. And let me just say a few quick words, because centering prayers is a nice, safe place to sit with God and be healed. Because what really what happens during centering prayer is, um, your body holds a ton of tension and everybody knows for each person where you hold it, whether it's in your shoulders or your stomach or, or, or your um, forehead. So during centering prayer, the tension in your body is released. So every time you come, you release the, the tension in your body and then, and you also release and let go of thoughts and, and some harmful thoughts that you tell yourself but also mm-hmm. repressed thoughts of, of a lifetime that you might have held on to all the way back to a baby start coming out. So we think of it centering prayer as divine therapy where God is healing us of repressed thoughts and tension in our bodies. So it is, it is great. It's, it's a great practice to help with anxiety and, and let God heal us. So I, I just wanted to share that. And, and even yes. every Monday morning, I, I kind of wake up anxious for the day. I've been working from home now with COVID for since March of 2020. And so a lot of times on Monday morning, I wake up worried about work and the emails and what <laughs> yeah. am I, what am I, what am I going to deal with today? So the first thing I do is my centering prayer sit and it just helps me of my anxiety <laughs> when I think about the day, but, <laughs> yeah. but no, let me, I'll, I'll just say a quick prayer. So, you know, I, I pray that um, for those, you know, suffering from anxiety and many of us, many of us are with, with COVID, I pray that um, perhaps they try a practice such as centering prayer, where it's a safe place to sit with God. And the nice thing about it is no words are required. You simply sit with God and let God heal you and let Mm -hmm. God transform you. So I just Mm -hmm. pray some of the listeners hearing this today um, will consider trying a one, two, three, four, five minute centering prayer sit and let God take their anxiety and, and, and release their anxiety. Amen. Amen. And for the listeners that are listening today, um, you have to get his book. It's very extensive and it goes into a greater, 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 greater detail on the process and how to um, just sit before God and in your centering time. And he goes through it in depth and you will not be disappointed. So I encourage you to uh, be able to get his book on centering prayer because it will help you. So Rich, thank you so much for being with us today. If the listeners desire to purchase a copy of your book, what is the best way that they can do this? Sure. The, the best place to find me is silenceteaches.com. They'll see my book on my website. And also when they subscribe, they'll get, I have a free and very short ebook on centering prayer, which will teach them centering prayer. And then if they want to go further, they can check out my book and, and, and 
go further with, with the idea of centering prayer as, as a daily practice for them. Thank you, Rich. And you guys will surely enjoy it. So go over to his website and support him today and just uh, help yourself out, listeners. And that's what I want to tell you on today. You know, we have to invest in ourselves and investing in praying to God and centering yourself with God and just taking the time to listen to him. You won't be disappointed and you you will have um, less anxiety. Uh, You will be healed in a lot of areas just by going through centering prayer. So I encourage you listeners to go in and go ahead and get your copy today. Uh, Thank you all for joining us on this podcast today. We look forward to having you again. And thank you again, Rich, for being on the show today. And I'm sure it was something said that the listeners needed to hear. And I know that there will be those that will go and get your copy of your book. So thank you so much, Rich. No, thanks for having me on. And and I hope it will be helpful for your, uh, your community. So thank you so much. Thank you. And listeners, have a wonderful day and we will talk with you soon. God bless. Thank you for listening to Tasty Tidbits with Dr. Tiffany Watkins. If you're enjoying the show, feel free to subscribe, rate, and share with your friends. To learn more about Dr. Tiffany, check out her blog on goodreads.com or visit her website at www.renewedfaithministriesinc.com. Until next time, stay blessed.